0: Regular season sportscast with your boy BXL, H-O-G. Stay tuned. Jesus! Give me that fucking mic! Oh, shucky,
1: ducky, quack, quack.
2: Promotional consideration paid for by the
3: following. Hi, everyone. It's your friend, the good old funkster Terry Funk. Have you ever wanted to cut a promo in your everyday life? Well, I've got something for you. Down here at Amarillo, Texas, at the good old Double Cross Ranch, I've put together a school for you to cut promos, like me, the Funkster. I've been known to cut a promo in my wrestling days, so maybe we can help you to do the same, here at the Terry Funk School of Promos. With my school, you can learn how to cut a promo, and do it in everyday life and activities.
4: Such as at a wedding Let me tell you something My brother Is the best person I've ever known in my life He and I Have been up and down these roads We've wined and dined with kings and queens And slept in alleys And ate pork and beans But I'm telling you right now For this being his final main event in this thing we call life I'm gonna tell you something He's picked the best tag team partner ever So, Lorraine, make sure you hold that man strong and be knowing that you got the best
1: tag team partner
4: I have ever had. (laughs)
3: That's right, friends. You can cut a promo anywhere,
4: such as when you get a promotion at work. Hey, Johnson, just want to let you know you did it. I got that promotion. Well, let me tell you something, brother. I knew I was in line. There's no other jabronis in here that could have done the job better than me. Look look at Smith. Look at Jones. Look at Martinez. You think that they could hold a candle to a main eventer like me? So that's right. You give me the gold. You give me the money. You give me the spotlight. Because I'm going to take it to the top. Hey, this
3: even works for kids. Kids could cut a promo too. Just like this one. Uh... Miss Santiago, do you have your math homework? Math homework, math homework. I don't need to know math. I only need to count to three. And that's why I know I'm gonna beat you in the match. Yo, jabroni! Terry Funk School of Promos is for everyone, so come down to the good old Double Cross Ranch and sign up for our open courses. We have fall and spring scheduling. We have specialized trainers who can help you get your promos together. So take it from me, the Funkster, and get your promo game up, son. And as my good old
4: friend Mick Foley would say, have a nice day. This was a paid advertisement by Terry Funk, the Double Cross Ranch, and Amarillo, Texas themselves. You can also follow us on Terry Funk. Amarillo, Texas, Double Cross Ranch, and School for Promos on your internet sites. Search us on Google. This commercial was brought to you by the
1: regular season sportscast. (laughs)
3: Well, well,
4: are we ready for this upcoming week? Because it was filled with nothing but sports, sports, and more sports. Especially when it came down to this big event that's happening at, you know, this upcoming weekend. you know, it it has to do with stuff pertaining to uh, the game of football and what have you. In any case... I hope you guys are ready because I am, because I plan on getting
3: intoxicated.
4: Let me tell you, they gave me the day off, and I said, fuck it, bring the keg and plant it right in front of me, because I am getting lit. I'm not even going to remember if there's going to be a football game or not. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the regular season sportscast i am your host jay the red santee here to bring to you another episode of week debauchery of sports entertainment and i'm not talking about wrestling people i'm talking about the buffoonery and nonsense that's going on during the week when it comes to sports let me tell you, this week has been jam-packed, especially when it comes to Super Bowl 50. When the frozen tundra of the AFC and NFC championships boil down into the up-and-coming game of the year, which is the Super Bowl. Everybody, grab your butt cheeks and get ready to sit your ass down and enjoy the game of all games. That's right, my friends. Super Bowl is upon us. And for those of you who might not be happy about who's in the Super Bowl, to each his own. Me? I can care less. And with that being said, I can only hope that with me hoping that the Super Bowl will be one for the drinking ages because I really don't care who wins. I just hope I'm able to walk home or stay upright because they gave me the day off. I'm going to be able to do it in a fashionable and gentleman style and make sure if I puke, I puke a certain Gatorade color. Thank you guys for being a part of the regular season sportscast. It's another week and we have hit a milestone. We have hit the 25th episode. Oh, my God. Really? Really? You were able to stay on for that long? Yes, my friends. 25 episodes in the book. It's crazy. It's crazy. I didn't even think that I would even reach the age of 25, and I've succumbed that. And now I've reached the 25th episode of this show. Why do I do this? Once again, I want to thank you guys for being a part of the regular season. Sports Guys, you could download this show and other episodes of this show at rageworks.net where you could get all the episodes there just click on the link of where it says shows you can get all our podcasts there as well as the other shows pertaining to the rageworks umbrella, such as my take radio the buried show and other shows that are participating with our website you could also get us at iTunes, search us on iTunes under My Take Radio. The regular season sportscast is there, and I want to thank you guys because I've been monitoring how the popularity has been there, and you guys have been making it one of the most popular shows on the iTunes network. Thank you, you guys really drink a lot and must really need something to listen to. As well as on Stitcher, you can find us on Stitcher as well. The regular season sportscast is available there as well. Check it out. Social media has been the wave. That's what I'm talking about, y'all. Y'all better get up on it because social media is life right there, son. If you ain't getting it, then you ain't lit. You can get us on the group page on Facebook at the Regular Season Sportscast. It's an open page. So far, we're trying to eclipse the 300 mark. So be up on it. Get up on it. You better get up on it. You could also get us on Instagram at the regular season sports, regular season sports. That is our Instagram. I'm trying to put things up daily on there. You know, hashtagging the shit out of everything. Also stealing and robbing. As long as the shit is funny, relevant to the show. I'm taking it, son. I'm doing like rappers in the game, son. I just be digging and taking shit. We could also get us on Twitter. I'm at Santi on Twitter. Uh, I'm trying to be a little bit more, Involved on the twatter, I'm gonna be uh, a little bit more consistent. You guys have actually been doing well with retweeting and uh, liking and favoring stuff that I put up on there. So thank you for that. And uh, also be able to subscribe to the regular season sportscast on YouTube. Uh, that that that's actually been pretty fun. I have stuff on there that has to deal with musically, and I, I move stuff on there. That, that shares uh, sports related stuff and you know soon or later we're going to be pushing on more stuff I'm going to do you know more TRSS intermissions where stuff that's not going to be show related is going to be more uh, personal or a little bit more close to what you guys will favor be it maybe recording the Super Bowl and what reactions are for that or any other major event you guys can be a part of that as well and finally the snapchat yes i have finally embraced the snapchat why did not i do this before why because i'm an idiot sometimes when it comes to embracing the new let me tell you this is something for me because first of all i like to talk to myself i do i i enjoy talking to myself answering yourself will certify you to be uh mentally insane yeah, if you answer yourself, believe me, I know I work in the field, so I can I can basically give you that assessment. If you talk to yourself, it's fine. If you answer yourself, mm, psych medications might be involved. So you can get me on Snapchat. I call myself Waterbed Red R W Waterbed Red. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. I, my that I, the Snapchat is a little bit more personal. I do a lot of um, I do a lot of more day in the life type things there i also post whatever needs to be posted when it comes to the sports things affiliations but other than that it's a little bit more of a opening to what my life is about i've heard i need to do that more so stick around for that and check that out it's pretty fun i i'm getting used to it i'm gonna give a big shout out to the heel turn podcast i was on their show this past week guys looked out for me they they, they they enjoy my show, and I enjoy their show as well. Uh This past two weeks was a collective collabo and had a good time doing their show. So check those young dudes out at Heel Turn Podcast. Had a good fucking show. they sexy guys. Those fucking finooks. And um, let me give you guys a basic run that was going to happen this week on TRSS. We have basically like I said all basically all football's going down we have talks about the Super Bowl as well as my uh, my experiences when it came to my love for football football's been my number one sport since I was a kid so I'll give you guys some 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 brief histories about what I went through with football and how it correlated with my life and also some some of my biggest highlights of Super Bowl moments I also want to talk about the movements that's happening in football as well with Megatron, Mr. Calvin Johnson retiring, which I have some s- some doubts about whether or not it's a full and committed retirement. I have some notes about that. I also want to talk about what's going on with the big movement when it comes to e-games, a lot, uh, you know, the electronic gaming movement. I myself am a big fan of this. I have some questions and some 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 insight about what should be the next wave when it comes to e-gaming. There's also, uh, I mean, I mean, it's, it was huge in Japan, and now it's becoming the the wave here in the states. So we're gonna discuss a little bit about that, and also Alan Iverson, the previous week, which I didn't get to speak about, made a statement in which he says himself. Shaq, Michael Jordan and two other players will be able to go 82-0 and in an NBA season. So I'd like to hear about on any of the social media pages what two other individuals you think could be added to that squad that can possibly make it as an unstoppable force in the NBA. So we're going to check that out. We got Turnbuckle Tabloid as well. We're going to be talking about uh, what's Coming up with Fastlane, Fastly Approaching with WWE. Matt Hardy and on his Twitter. Oh. Whatever. Uh, Marty Jannetty possibly has a beef with Stephanie McMahon. That's also with Awesome Kong having beef with another knockout. Or oh, is she considered a knockout? Who knows? And what's the moving and shakings that's going on in NXT as well as the super duper hype that's going on with AJ Styles and finally oh I was able to do it I was able to accomplish a goal for myself and the regular season sports cast I was able to get you know like I said when I have guests on the show I, I, I like to get that you know, that that regular person the, the common person who sits down and have, has open dialogue when it comes to sports and other ridiculousness that goes on in here I also have had uh, wrestlers, indie wrestlers uh, promoters and such on the show this week I was able to nail down what I've been targeting for since I started the show which is a stand up comedian, you guys don't have any idea like my, my whole goal orientation when it comes to comedy and being able to get a stand up comic to do the show is just a plus, it's an achievement unlocked. So, uh, stick around for that. I have got stand up comedian James Mattern here, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy that. So, just stick around, just get your panties all warmed and tight because it's gonna be a bumpy ride when it comes to the regular season sportscast. Check that out. <laughs> Thank you. This week brings us to The 50th of Super Bowls That's right my friends Super Bowl is 50 years a coming Before the Super Bowl There was the NFL Championship And once the merger between The AFL and NFL occurred We had the Super Bowl Just a brief history just in case you, know, you guys didn't know So with this year's 50th super bowl we have the carolina panthers who are going up against the denver broncos which is going to be interesting because they have two of the top defenses of the year clashing against each other denver having a rocky offensive start with painting with paint manning having issues on his uh Quarterbacking side, if you want, you may. Whereas Cam Newton has had probably the most amazing year a quarterback can have, running, throwing, touchdowns, whatever, whatever the quarterback position is capable of doing, he's done it. Now, uh, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, D- Denver's defense has been astonishing, been able to shut down teams in which nobody thought they would. Uh, for example, with New England Patriots. And Carolina, who just seems to be running on all cylinders when it comes to team fundamentals and execution. I know this is going to be an interesting one. I mean, although I said I don't really care because my team is not on it, but it's going to be it should be entertaining, should be fun. And I, I do. I do care when it comes to the fact that I am a football fan. I've been a fan of football since I was about seven, eight years old. I, I have to be honest. Although uh, he and I are not in great terms, my uncle was one of the men who, or individuals who, introduced me to sports, and football was one of them in which I was instantly drawn into. Uh, I just, I just loved the the camaraderie, the, the the way the execution of the game was, clashing and bashing and just the hitting and the. the the scoring it was, it was it was just something that I just couldn't I couldn't help watching every Monday night I was sitting there glued to Monday night football although I shouldn't have been watching it because I was gonna be uh, attending school the next day and I would sneak and well, I had to see the ending of of any Monday night football game at that age uh one of the first Super Bowls that I did watch was the 8586 season in which the Chicago Bears played the New England Patriots and Chicago had that ridiculous defense man the 4-6 was amazing it was innovative it showed uh what football and how football should be played it was it was it was 46 to 10 that 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 that, that went to show me that defense was what wins big games you know Then of course The next year I had my favorite team The New York Giants Take on the Denver Broncos In a shellacking Phil Simms had probably The most outstanding Super Bowl Any quarterback could have had With his completion rating And it was It was just a beautiful thing For New York to see Plus we also had the Mets win the World Series that year Give me a second I gotta take a sip of my beer then we had the uh, the year in which the years in which San Francisco went on their runs that was during the 89 and 90 Super Bowls I, I have to say that Joe Montana showed and proved that he was Mr. Clutch during these Super Bowls when in uh, certain instances when it looked like it was bleak the the Especially during the, the the Bengals Super Bowl, I mean, the one against Denver was a shellacking, but it proved it proved that Joe Montana was the Hall of Famer that he was going to be. Then the year after, the Giants had the Buffalo Bills in that Super Bowl, in which we all remember the Scott Norwood miss field goal, in which the Giants won. And, and and that was just the the luck of the draw for us and the unfortunate draw for Buffalo who end up going to four straight Super Bowls but which is insane because they didn't win any one of them but I still believe that they they were still one of the best and elite teams of that era Dallas got on, uh, the, 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 on the screen when they became uh, America's team it, it, which is uh I don't know. I I never really hated Dallas, I, although they were rivals of ours. I was always an Emmitt Smith fan, but it was just one of those things. It was like uh, I don't know. I I just always thought they were just so bland to me. Troy Aikman was a phenomenal quarterback. He had an Irving on that side. It was it was crazy, but I I was it was whatever. Didn't really didn't really care for it. And then coming into the two thousands. New England became this dominant force. I was so happy because Tom Brady was able to earn the spot as the starting quarterback uh, by happenstance. Bledsoe going out for New England. And Brady, of course, coming out of Michigan, was the last pick of uh, that, that draft class. Turned out to be just the standout Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famer that he is now. And then we, we, we've had our, our pretty much you know, exciting games through and all Giants versus New England. Uh the in in the two thousand eight super bowl Super Bowl, it was it was just one of those that was hair standing. Everybody spoke about it for days and weeks and then years on end. Mm-hmm. Then in two thousand twelve we had once again another one in which the Giants did the impossible. You, know, the, it, it, you you can you could always remember where you were and what happened during the Super Bowl. I'm going to ask that question during during the week. What was the most outstanding Super Bowl moment for you guys? Which uh some of you might remember the titty in uh, the hall of uh the, the halftime in which you know, Janet Jackson was able to show a nip. That's what many of you may long lasting remember. But other than that, Super Bowl is just one of that time where that, that time of year that everybody comes together and they, they enjoy that one big game, the drinks, the food, uh, just the camaraderie, even though people might not know what the game is or who who's playing or whatever. It's just one of those moments in which everybody just spends and sits around and either bitch, complain, moan or win some money, whatever the case may be. As for this year's Super Bowl, I'm going to tell you guys that uh, I am going to go and say I'm going to go out on a limb, although the two defenses are the showcase in which many might see on the table. For me, I'm going to say that I really believe that Carolina's offense is going to show ass and do like they've done early on and especially in the playoffs and come out early and be dominant I can see them going the route of actually blowing Denver out I do I really do Uh, Peyton although he has been the Hall of Famer that he is I don't think I don't think he's going to be able to pull it off this time around coming into possibly his final year of playing football. It's a sad thing, but you know, regardless of what you think, the man had an extraordinary career, but I don't think Denver is going to be able to hold off and have such a, you know, successful end. I'm going Carolina and I'm going big. I actually believe that they will win by more than 14 points. That's just my opinion. In other NFL news, it seems as though, unfortunately, the man who is known as Megatron, Mr. Calvin Johnson, has retired from football. I'm calling bullshit. I really am calling bullshit. I think that he's just tired of losing in Detroit. Detroit hasn't seen a Super Bowl ever. And the playoffs is just non-existent for them to get a win in, and it's over like twenty some odd years. And I don't think that he wants to be there anymore. I believe that he he would have, he would sit out and wait to get picked up by another team. He will sit a year and wait. He's still a young guy, He's barely in his thirties. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm calling bullshit. I really am. Don't be surprised if come the horizon, he's playing for another team. It's unfortunate because if, if he honestly was going to go out the way of Barry Sanders in which he just said, you know, I'm done. I can respect it, but I don't think so. I really don't. I really don't think that he has it in him to leave yet. Although he was injury prone. I think if he would retire and sit out for a year, he could get his, his body and, and mindset for possible run. Afterwards, I i'm more power to him. But I really don't see him being a full retiree. And as for those who sit there and ask, is he considered a Hall of Fame candidate? No. No. Ride this shit out. Finish your finish your fucking career. 30 is not a, 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 a done career for me. I don't think... I, I, although you have... Shown magnificent numbers And had some uh, Record breaking seasons I don't I don't think it's worthy Of you to be Automatic first ballot hall of famer No I don't see it so uh, Come up to that conclusion If you want but no uh, I, I really think that Give it a year or so he'll be back
5: Man We talking sports and shit
4: so this week I want to talk about uh, e gaming, e sports. Uh, this is a genre in which it was big in Japan a few years back, and now has been making its way overseas, and now has become this cultural phenomenon. Which I'm glad to say that I'm I'm, a, I'm I'm seeing this happen. I wish it would have happened a few years earlier because when I was more of a of a passionate gamer. This would have been right up my alley. Um, right now, I'm more of a recreational player because I have these things called responsibilities and paying rent and making sure my daughter eats. And if you would see, I'm throwing up air quotes. Uh, I, I would have really, really been involved in this, but they have you know different areas in which esports is being played. One of the big games that's being played is a uh, it's league of legends this is just one of those phenomenons in which you know big teams come together and they, they just play these these rpgs jrpgs uh, scrollers whatever it is that uh it, it's just it, it I, i'm happy to see that this is happening because when i was coming up i always wanted to be involved in video gaming and you know getting money for it and i mean these guys are making nowadays like hundreds of thousands of dollars it's just crazy with sponsorships and all that shit you know they're selling out arenas while people sitting there watching this going on and, and they, you know the casual observers sit there and be like who the fuck wants to sit there and watch people sit around and play fucking video games you have no clue how large this is you know youtube hasn't converted themselves to now stream video gaming you know channels when you no longer just have to record it now you can watch somebody doing this live uh, stitcher and uh, twitch and all these other uh, I mean excuse me it's a uh, twitch and uh, uh, and steam and all that hey, they, they all are are coming together and, and showing that video games is on the on the move it's the wave now man it's crazy. You know, and I I I remember when I would sit and I would play these video games. I would play, uh, you know, Madden or hockey, and I'll go, damn, I, you know, I wish I, somebody would pay me to whip somebody else's ass. But now it's it's true. It's true to life. It's crazy, and this goes across to not only just the RPGs. You know, they have they they have competitive fighting games. I mean, we we've seen videos of players. Down to your last bar or, or or signature, and just come back and just with a flurry, just become, and crowds erupt, amazing! It's crazy. It's really, it really is crazy. I, 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 for one, if I had the time to do this, I would, I gen, I would jump up on it. I know an individual or two who are setting themselves up, lining themselves up to start doing that. where they want to live stream their games. So that, you know, advertisers could possibly you know, back them when, when they when go into competitive wise and, and and it's 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 a good thing, man. I think this is something that needs to be done for the culture. A lot of people may sit there and think it's like, oh, this isn't a sport. This isn't really To me, look, if you guys sit there and think NASCAR is a sport. I mean, I'm on a fence with that shit. You know, people say they goes, well, you know, it does take endurance. You know? I and mean, whatever. This shit is the same way. Like, you have to have the brain mentality to, to be able to, you know, stay on top of what's going on, to counteract this. Stuff. This is all thought provoking thing. Although physically you're not jumping up and hitting somebody in the fucking throat with a sword. But and game wise it's a strategy to it just like there's a strategy to chess and people may not think that's a sport either but uh, does all sports revolve around having to do some physical like you have to be i think sports is more about competitive things being you know, a, a a challenge and and the possibility of being better than the next person you're going up against i think that's a sport hell there's people who we can go out there and try to get as much phone numbers as they can from the male or the female sex and they consider that a sport so if you're gonna sit there and tell me that video gaming is not a sport then you motherfuckers gotta get your head out your ass because this is the wave right now and parents be ready because you're gonna have a Flock of your children sitting there asking you to get on board with this, and don't don't be afraid. They might not come out their room. You might not have to. You might you might need to water them and and open up the shade so they get some sun. But yeah, this is this is gonna be something coming up. You might make some money out this shit too. Man, we talking sports and shit. And finally. Uh, Allen Iverson about a week or two ago came out and made a statement saying that uh, if it was himself, Michael Jordan, and Shaq with two other individuals of whoever's choosing, that they would run the gauntlet and go through an NBA season 82-0. and Which is a good question to, to to throw out there to you guys. Do you think that he might actually... Have a point by saying that And if so Who would you put in those positions It's funny because I was speaking to the resident uh, TRSS NBA specialist Josie's boy And he posed this question to me And I said I think it's possible uh, I We you, you were able to get these guys Who are uh, Healthy for the full seasons and such I I I think this is this is obtainable. Let's see. We have Shaq at the five. Now at the four, which is now open, which is the point, uh, the power forward position. Five is center. Power forward is four. I'm an age, uh, educational program as well. Um, power forward at four. I would take Tim Duncan there. That's that that that's a gimme for me. Uh, the three, which is the small forward shooting forward position, if you want. I would say you can move Jordan there or if you want to leave Jordan at the two, which is the shooting guard position, I would take at the small forward position. I would take Reggie Miller. That's always a gimme. I would take him there and then Iverson at the one. So, yeah, I I, I think maybe a team like that can go 82 and 0. What are your thoughts? what do you guys think just uh i'll pose a question up there and on the social media outlets to see what you guys think you can just throw it up there if y'all want all right extra extra read all about it take a gander at Turbuckle tabloid all righty guys for this week's Turbuckle tabloid i gotta tell you uh there was some stuff going on Uh Inside, outside the ring, but first, let me just entertain the outside of the ring first. All right. First of all, Matt Hardy on Twitter has to be possibly the most pathetic individual that I'm seeing in wrestling right now, and I, and I don't say it in the sense in which that it, 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 look. I give I, I give it. The, he's a talented dude, you know. Regardless of the weight gain or whatever case may be. You know, know, he's he's shown even when he's he and his brother separated and he's shown that he can, you know, put, you know, asses to seats, be the heel face, whatever. But now basically you're borderlining on gimmick infringement and fucking stealing somebody else's work. And not to say that uh, this isn't a compliment to who. it may be that these individuals do or or the individual in question may or may not be the first to do it, but I gotta tell you, this is just fucking blatant blatant robbery of what's going on here, and the reason why I'm saying this is because Matt Hardy goes on Twitter and now he wants to start putting himself over and drawing some heat on Twitter saying that he's the most iconic champion, whatever the case may be fine, If you did this maybe what a year or two ago, I could sit there and say, dude, dude is on something. But there's a guy who's on Twitter, who's a wrestler, who's been bodying the shit out of it. And that's Kevin Owens. He's been fucking killing it. And for you to sit there and not and not and and say that you're not noticing this or you haven't seen this. Matt, you're a fucking liar because it, everybody is, is, is seeing what Kevin Owens does. And he, and Owens has not made a direct reference to it or a comment about it, but we all know what the fuck it is. We all know that, that Matt is trying to, you know, capitalize on what Kevin Owens is doing. We get it. We Re- just recently, uh, an individual on Twitter posed a question to him pertaining to the new day. And, he made a comment in which he noticed, "Oh, those are guys who have those strap-on dildos on his head, on their heads." And Biggie, the class act that he is, funny, probably funny motherfucker, but class act that he is. He made a um, a a tweet in response, and uh, I'm just shooting from the hip here, where he says, "Uh, uh having Twitter beef with other individuals from other promotions." It's so cliche on over you know more power to you you know and to each his own you know just basically just acknowledging saying look dude I I don't dude, we don't need to do this I'm not even gonna entertain your nonsense it's ridiculous and uh, Matt of course he responded by saying that uh, hey it's all it's all love it's all you know it's all fair game you know everything everything's good or whatever. And e responded by saying, all right, uh, I'm gracious to what it is, but uh, what are we supposed to do? Hug it out now. And it, it's it's just, <sighs> Matt Hardy has become like so irrelevant to this nonsense. And now that you're, you're grasping for straws, it just makes it even more, more pathetic. And speaking of the whole Hardy camp, it seems as though that his wife, Rebby Sky is now involved with a, issue that has occurred behind the scenes in TNA seems as though that she has gotten into a rift with Awesome Kong who by the way I I don't know who the fuck wants to mess with her ass really I mean honestly she fights men She slapped the shit out of Bubba the Love Sponge and not to say that he probably didn't deserve it but yeah I mean this this is this is not a woman that you want to deal with. So it seems it, it comes from an interview that happened some time back, where Rebby Sky was asked about uh, a no show by a certain wrestler, and you know, instead of instead of certain, you know, instead of just not saying anything and just saying, "Yo, I don't know anything about it," uh, that has nothing to do with me. That's none of my concern. Some people feel the need to throwing their two cents into shit that they don't have no business to. So once that happened and Rebbe made a comment about it, which some people didn't, you know, seem it was something to be, to be said. Awesome Kong made a retort on a U shoot interview, which basically stated that she did, she, She's not known enough or experienced enough or has uh, any any background in wrestling to be making any statements about anyone who's been in the, in the in the business for such a long time. So it's one of those things that they went back and forth. So recently, excuse me, they went to um, TNA had a UK tour and while out there, Rebby Sky had been previously using other means of you know changing her her clothes whatever but on the uk tour decided to use the knockouts locker room kong wasn't too pleased and proceeded to take her bag and throw it out of the locker room what transpired after seemed to be two different stories where once it happened Rebby went to go run to management another case says that uh, Kong approached her, possibly got physical. It became one of those things because Kong is saying, yeah, you, "You didn't, you, you didn't want to, you know, deal with us before. Now you want to come in with our, you know, our locker rooms now by convenience and you know, it, it just was, it just was nasty." So on the one day out there in UK, their first day landing out there, Kong was sent home. I don't know how long TNA will tolerate this behavior they did it with her before hey, She she's erratic she's all over the place granted i understand that but a lot of the wrestlers and 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 those in the business like her they they love how they she she has a respect for it and wholeheartedly and now the fact that she defended not only the knockouts but also what the business is about and speaking of beefs, it seems as though that Marty Jannetty isn't a beef. Who? Yes, yeah, Marty Jannetty. I'm not going to say who, like I don't know who it is. Some of you of the uh, of you know the millennium type of faction might not know who Marty Jannetty is, but Marty Jannetty, former tag team partner of Shawn Michaels, known as the Rockers, the man who was super kicked through a barbershop window, seems to have a social media war going on. Not a war because they're not responding, but seems as though he wanted to air out his grievances about something that occurred recently on Monday Night Raw, in which Stephanie McMahon was in a interview. Well they were cutting a promo with uh Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose and she was trying to stir up the animosity between the two trying to break up their friendship and a familyhood and made a mention in which that one of them will be the marty janetti of the group and janetti took umbrage to this in some case he should but to me that terminology has been used way too many times and has been done way way often and not only in WWE but in other promotions as of hell Miz and John Morrison when they broke up he he mentioned that he is the Shawn Michaels and Morrison was the Janetti. but there was no uproar with that it seems as though that I don't know if it's because of the popularity of social media now or the fact that um this might have been the right time to to push this issue, especially that Janetti wants to be a Hall of famer that now he wants to uh take some type of uh verbal and i guess written attack against stephanie mcMahon i look i what you know whatever it, it it's just it's just silly it's dumb look, Marty. Just take your lumps. You know, if if you're not pleased by it, then take it to the courts or whatever. Just, just don't get upset about it now when it's been used for decades when referring to the lesser individual of a tag team as a genetti. I mean, honestly, I think it's a slang terminology on Wikipedia now. So get over it. Squash. And in other wrestling news, it seems that Nakamura is going to be making his appearance in NXT in March, which everybody is hyped about because, you know, April 1st, around the time of WrestleMania, there's going to be the NXT Dallas, which they have a whole card lined up. You can check out the NXT WWE website to see that. It's going to be more to come, which I I, I, I don't know. I I. not I really don't know how they planned this so far ahead. They put it out there and those were like three months ahead of time. So more power to you guys. I, I guess you didn't really have nothing else to really uh, book before then, but I also take it as on the other side is that you got a lot of individuals who are coming onto the promotion who you guys really need to push. You have Austin Aries, you have Nakamura. Uh, it, it it's something that you guys want to make sure that you your people are locked down to see come April first. So, hey, good luck with that. I I hope that I I hope you get the viewership that you should. I know I'm gonna watch it. You know, there might be some individuals that it'll be sitting a Nakahou. I don't know who that is. So I I mean, if you don't know what it is, who who he is, then. Check out Ring of Honor. Check out New Japan. He's been there. He's he's an entertaining, fun character to watch, and the guy can wrestle his ass off. And finally, and when when will I not talk about porn on this show? So why not talk about it now? But when will I talk porn and mix it with wrestling? That's why right. I'll do it now, my friends. Because Sonny, Tammy Sitch has done a porn for vivid once again tammy cinch has done a porn for vivid i'm i'm gonna be honest with you i i really don't think i i, mean, I saw the trailer i i i didn't even get half a wood i don't i don't i don't think i could i don't think i could whack off to this i I, I, I can admit to a lot of things and I'm there's no hair on my tongue unless I'm eating 70s vagina. But I I really don't think I can pull my putt to this. This is just, I don't know. She reminds me of something you would see in the old hustler. I mean, I'm dating myself here, but in the old hustler magazines that there was there was a section called Beaver Shot. And it was like these trailer park women in which their drunk boyfriends or third cousins, second cousins, whatever the case may be, would take pictures of them legs spread with nothing but muff and afro thighs showing. And I don't I don't really I, I've i seen her nude before. I wasn't impressed. I, I mean I mean maybe it's Maybe you guys who who've had this fantasy of of uh, a Sonny or Tammy when she was in ECW or WWE is coming true, but I don't, I don't, I don't. Give me Ivory. You told me Ivory was doing a porn for Vivid. Sign me the fuck up. I'll be there for that shit. But Sonny, I don't, I don't think so. Coming up, I have the interview I've been longing to have on this show. I have stand-up comedian James Mattern coming up, man. This is going to be fun. Uh, The guy talks sports, talks wrestling, talks uh, going into stand-up, his background, music. It, it, It was fun as fuck, man. I saw this guy at the Eastville Comedy Club and... I I said, look, I I got to get him on, and I as soon as he got off stage, I ran up to him and I said, dude, I run this podcast. Yeah, can can you do me a favor? And he says, no problem. Change, exchange numbers, bam, and it became it became a bonding moment. So check that out. It's coming up to you guys right now. So it was that last night's show. Well, Friday night show. It seemed to, you mentioned on stage that you were in a band before.
2: Yeah, man, I was in a couple bands in Vegas that got Band um, from clubs that we didn't even play. In. We were just trying to be lunatics, and we succeeded really well at that. <laughs> Incredibly.
4: What kind of what kind of yeah. what kind of music was it?
2: Um, as you can imagine, um, it wasn't like folk. It was. Uh, it was like punk uh, metal. And uh, also, I really like Ice T's old metal band, Body Count. So we just cursed and wanted to piss people off. We also really were into gangster rap and we wanted to be like those dummies who were like shocking. It was like a shock rock band, it was insane. Yeah. And uh, most of my songs had like F bombs in it. So we, we had "Merry Christmas, Motherfucker" and "Bad Motherfucker" as a single <laughs> B-side. Very great. I mean, it just sold like hotcakes. That's that's back now. Instant hits to me.
4: Instant hits to me. Oh yeah. Well, should, should, bless you. It should have went over very well. D- did you play like the triangle or the xylophone? What was your instrument of choice? Uh, the xylophone.
2: Yes, I am a triangle xylophone. So I am from the old school. I play guitar and I did vocals back then. I could kind of keep key at that point. But from all the screaming, uh, I can't now. <laughs> if I play karaoke now, an angel dies. Like it just—they lose their wings and they die. It's just that simple. Wow, that, Horrible.
4: Don't worry. That
2: even attempted to do this.
4: You—you wouldn't be the only blame for that. We've—we've uh, we, we've been to many karaoke's and seen many an angel die in front of us.
2: <laughs> that should be a part of karaoke, shouldn't it? <laughs> that should be like a high stakes karaoke where. On television. Here we are. Let's, we should get our rights reserved for this before someone steals it. Where um, if you fail, a violent act happens to you or like a loved one. Mm. So are you willing to go out there and actually sing that song? I mean, are, are you really going to go sing um, Firework knowing that your kid might get a knee broken? Like that, that's a show I would watch. Torturous, I get behind that.
4: torturous yeah. American Idol. I think we can pitch that. We can actually pitch that to Fox. Uh, Fox will take anything. By
2: yeah. Now. <laughs> At this point. Oh.
4: You ain't joking. Oh man. So Forget about it. You guys just uh basically just eavesdropped on a conversation I am having with Mr. stand-up comedian himself, Mr. James Madden. This guy uh, I, I saw at the East, Eastville Comedy Club this past Friday and we just bonded. It was it was instant chemistry. Uh I was in the yeah. audience, he was on stage. We locked eyes. It was it was instantaneous. And once he got off the stage, I immediately ran to him and I said, "Dude, I need you for my show. Can you help me out? And he sure enough did. Thank you, sir.
2: Thank you. You made it sound like a, it's the beginning of a love story. We locked eyes. Yeah. And we went to, to the Olive Garden and the rest is history.
4: Yes, we, we, we both shared a bottle of Merlot and it was, it was just the beginning of a, of a long-lasting friendship. No, actually what was, the, what was the moment in which we clicked was the Ring of Honor TV Championship ref, reference. I nearly died. I was the only one in the crowd that got that shit.
2: Well, it's kind of obscure, but I, I mean, I don't do everything up there just for um, the whole general audience. Like there's there's plenty, almost, they're almost like Easter eggs. Some of them are for me, some of the back-of-the-room comedians, and some are for like just one or two people who are into that shit. So yeah. that's, thank you for getting one of the uh, footnotes. Easter
4: egg. Yeah, you could have you could have went for the obvious and went you know WWE World Heavyweight Champion or something like that, something that the ballpark would have recognized. But no, you went for the indie circuit title, which is probably like one person would know who's holding it now. It's a it was it was damn cool.
2: Well, here's the thing though, but it wouldn't be honest. So I could have went with the easy one, but I wouldn't have liked it because he doesn't look like a WWE champion. He looked like. Briscoe. So he looked like he was a. I wanted. I figured that was better than just saying the Briscoes and people not knowing. So yeah. I just. I went with that.
4: Yeah. It would have been weird just to say some redneck West Virginian with a long beard. <laughs> it would have been absurd. That's it. So it was like. Hey, the Ring of Honor TV
2: channel. There you
4: go. So are you a big wrestling fan?
2: Yes, I am, but it gets very hard to watch at that time. <laughs> it gets. Very hard. It's sometimes hard to just get through the program, but uh, I, I would consider myself a fan, yes. No. I have Dusty Rose as my wallpaper and my iPad, so there you
6: go.
5: Now, that's a, now that's a wallpaper right there, sir. That That is one you need to have, because that's hard times
4: right there.
2: If you will, daddy. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I I, I too was, was was touched by you know the passing of the great uh, uh man of all occasions, Mr. Dusty Rose, the American Dream. Uh how long have you how long have you been a wrestling fan?
2: Um, on and off a lot since probably I don't know, ten? I mean there there was patches where I didn't mess with it, but I got back into it kinda on of accident in the last few years and then uh I've been really knee deep in it, so uh, I enjoy it. I'm getting in the morning
4: indie stuff and uh new japan and stuff like that of like cool uh we will link up i got some i got some indie some indie promotions you should check out i'll send to you that is very local because i know i, I see oh. you're a queens guy
2: oh you're damn straight baby
4: yeah there's a promotion that's, have, that's happening at the end of february I, i'll send you the link for that and see maybe we can have a couple of beers there if, you, if you're able to do it oh, uh, i would love it yeah and not only are you a wrestling fan you you are a humongous sports guy like I, I was looking at your clips on YouTube of uh, your busting balls segments, and I was oh, shit, yeah, that happened! Oh, it was it was intriguing. You 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 spoke the, the the gospel to the to the common man.
2: Well, I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, uh, I'll be bringing some version of that back, either uh, on my own or with a major company. We'll see. We're working on it, but yeah, brother, I just like to speak what's on my mind and have fun and go in weird directions, and that's what that was, and. Uh, I was up for a sports job on an internet site, and then they decided last minute they did not want a sports person, and I was like, "Well, fuck that!" And my <laughs> roommate saw how sad I was, and they're like, "Well, you should just do it yourself." And I decided to do it right in the middle of summer, where there's not much going on. I mean, luckily there was a World
6: Cup,
4: uh, but boom! Right, that'll that that will pretty man, fun with it. That'll pretty much tie everyone together because I think I'm probably the last remaining. Uh, American who's not getting the grasp of how popular football really is, and seeing as though like this past week there were the opening stages in Europe of the the soccer games that were going on over there, you must have been one that was on board with that as well.
2: Um, yeah, well, I like it. Uh, unfortunately, with being a comic man, you got to pick and choose at this point what you invest in fully as time. So I care more like uh, it's hard for me to follow European um, soccer as much as I would like right now. So. Uh, I miss a lot of this weekend. I am watching what's going on in the English Premier League because there's like a miracle going on there. And I'm, I'm going to focus on that heavily these last couple of months because there's a team If people don't realize that basically was in their minor leagues two years ago winning right now. Right. That's unheard of. That's amazing. And if that happens, um, everyone should be allowed to punch people in the face <laughs> because this this is insane. That'd be like watching lightning strike six times in a row. It, yeah. It's It's
4: crazy leicester city i have a i have a good friend of mine who's who's into soccer and he's been trying to draw me in like this past week he's sitting there telling me of the whole telenovela which is soccer and and that and that's my thing too i should be more involved because it's like the best sports related reality tv that there is out there football in like the premier league you know that has like so many winding stories
2: It is insane if you think about it. If you go to like Europe or South America, so in America, right, we're spoiled and we have a million, we need a million sports. I'm starting to notice now there's more people who are just like, I only like these two or this one. But growing up, I liked anything sports and it seemed like everyone who likes sports could talk a little bit about every sport. Right. In Europe and South America, you basically choose one. And that's what you focus on. And if you ever watch, like, Sky Sports or anything like that, uh, their news, like, their sports center, it's like 70% soccer. Right. And no one gets bored with it. I mean, and they don't play sometimes in the middle of the week. Sometimes there's only games on Saturday and Sunday, and um, people lose their minds. Like, it's it just, yes, yeah, it's building stories. Yes, yeah, telenovela, it is. <laughs> and they're rock stars. their are Colin um, Tapper said a great years ago. They're all. Like Elton John. They just go in like 70s Elton John. They got crazy glasses. They dress like fools. They're in little sports cars. They have tiny dogs on their heads and supermodels. (laughs) Elton John had supermodels in the 70s. If anyone's worried. Yes, back then. Okay. Was it a beard? Maybe. I don't know where he is on the scale. What are you going to do? Free country. (laughs) So, yeah. And that's what it is. And it's very fascinating. And people just eat it up nonstop.
4: Yeah, I, 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 it was a good observation you made on one of the episodes where you, where you mentioned that p- people aren't soccer fans and, but yet you would watch a nine inning game of baseball, which is hellacious on many occasions. You know, they talk about, well, soccer's low scoring, but yet everybody loses their shit at a fucking no hitter or shutout.
2: Yeah, it, it's kind of weird. I mean, that evolved into a bit I ended up doing on television that I got death threats from baseball people. about, <laughs> But whatever, get over it. Yeah, it's a, it, I, it was insane that summer. When, uh, I loved Keith Olbermann's um, last show on ESPN, right. and I thought it was brilliant. And I think it just, he's probably the best guy to ever do, like, sports highlights and stuff. He's just brilliant at it. And his commentaries are great. But he's a big baseball guy, and all these baseball guys have, have the nerve to attack soccer for being boring. Like, Honestly, nothing happens in baseball. Like there's like minutes between pitches, and we, we people are. I'm supposed to get excited when a ball hits the dirt or is an inch outside. That's drama. Um, the beauty in soccer, if you really watch it, is a lot of times they don't call plays. Right. There, there's a lot of artistry to it. When you hear Europeans try and tell you how they can't get into American sports or a lot of them it's because they lack the creativity. They're like, uh, you, this is great. You never hear this in other sports. In soccer, watch soccer, someone will go, oh, clever. Those are some British guys. <laughs> Come and he's all, clever, clever move. Because you have to be um, smart on the field, which is weird because most soccer people I know, including players, will say you that um, in real life they can't spell. Right, But <laughs> they're going to do. Their creativity is there. That's their beautiful. So I guess be, I
4: guess, being the coach at a, in a Premier League team must be like the lucky. That's like a lottery ticket right there. Oh, yeah.
2: It, it has to
4: be. Yeah, guys no are b- it, basically doing shit on their own. A coach is just, just saying, go in. Like, it doesn't even matter anymore.
2: Well, yeah. Well, well see, that's a sport like baseball where it's, you're a manager, not a coach. Right. It's more about managing the uh, people. And that's what that is, and managing the personality.
6: Uh. That's what that is.
2: Yeah. And, that, and, and that, that's what really comes. And then strategic lineup. Which is what baseball managers do too. I mean, right. how much coaching are they really doing? It's strategic. Then I'm I hear, bringing in this pinch hitter there, and then I I'm hear, bringing like, in this striker at the seventieth minute. They, and
4: it's so like like so many off the field, off the pitch things where guys are screwing each other's wives, and it, it, it becomes it's wonderful one big story. Yeah,
2: I don't think they have the drama. Uh, I don't think they have the unspoken code quite like the NBA does. <laughs> um, don't bang my wife or Mrs. You know, the NBA has picked that up a lot. Obviously, with our, our, our good buddy, um, the fish, Devin Fisher.
6: Right. And
2: uh, I have heard gossip. One of the reasons uh, I'm a Celtic fan that, that uh, the biggest three-plus Rondo came to an end is that Rondo supposedly and Rayon had the same guma, the same side piece.
4: Oh. I
2: don't even know, know if I'm supposed to say that, but that's a rumor I heard. That.
4: Hey, listen, so, listen. We, Let's just say that it's off the record Nobody's literally listening well, to this anyway It's like 11 people who download this show anyway
2: Ooh, no, this is gonna make your shit blow up <laughs> just, put, just put that as the keywords: Rondo and, and Ray's side piece And Guma <laughs> Guma, yeah, the Italian.
4: But since you since you went into you since you went into stand-up comedy, did you ever like have any ambitions to do like sports commentary or you know sports caster because as growing well, I, up it was two things that I wanted. When I first saw Fozzie yeah. Bear on TV on the Muppet show, I said I got to die like him on stage cuz that is that is amazing how he goes up there fearless and has the worst jokes. And I was also a fan of sportscasting, like uh, uh, Marv Albert and all that shit. Like, did, oh yeah, did, did you did you think that you can go into that field also, like sports casting and commentary I, stuff? I thought that's
2: what I was gonna do, and now now that I do some sports stuff, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I could have instead of getting a journalism degree, I could have got my like, broadcast journalism, and just probably been. At my age now doing something on the regular on television or radio for a team or
4: something like that. But you know, you
2: end up where you're supposed to.
4: Yeah. I still got plenty of time. Right yeah. Well All just time. it's just to know that so one thing is that you're on you you've you've wanted to stay in the spotlight because you did the music thing and now it's stand up. Oh, yeah. But what's that transition like? Well my bands were more funny
2: and good and so um that was an easy transition and then uh a band broke up on stage like the sex circle but mine is all that important. And um, I was driving to I think I was waiting tables there, but I, I could have been busting. I'll be honest at twenty one. I still might have been busting And I heard an interview with Joe Rogan of all people on the rock station. And I didn't even know who the fuck I was man. I didn't want to do radio. He really wasn't a cultural thing at that point. And he was talking about free stand-up is like how cool it is how you don't have to rely on a bass player or someone dropping me. i used to hate it if my drummer dropped his stick and that was the only fault in the set i would just going be like we bombed for the whole time the whole hour it was horrible i just i would do that it. it was great that you could just do whatever you want you could add things every day because just sound like the most main art form ever and
4: i was like on I me mean. in, in either sense it's it, it you can Die on any platform when you're on that stage, musically, comedically. You know, you just know at any moment you're going to get the greatest of successes or the worst of the worst. And I, I, what What was the worst uh, moment when you were on stage musically? Was it the night that you guys broke you up?
6: That one, we actually were having a pretty good set, but uh, <laughs>
2: there's a lot of other weird stuff going on our list. I'm trying to think musically what's the worst. I mean. There was product felt like we were killing in a bar in Vegas where there's poker machines and I could see regular people there who were regular who picked away their red, getting angry and leaving and screaming at us. And we never got booked again and um that bar for years later still hated us. <laughs> and we went in there before chili Peppers was talking and the waitress had no idea it was me. And my other buddy whose band played there regularly, and she Treated him like king. He brought up my band, the Anger Brothers. I wonder why we got banned. And she talked shit for eight minutes straight. And I got more red than fucking uh, lobster. Wow! It kept my mouth shut. And it took me about seven songs of chili peppers to relax. <laughs> oh we got that, baby. We got that.
4: Well, I would have taken that as a positive. We
2: got it a <laughs> ah,
6: fuck
2: it. I would have. Read it, read it. Read it.
4: Hey, you know I would have said I've made it <laughs> that, that, that I, I, re- I reached my ceiling Musically after that one
6: Yeah And then the
2: guy was like I was trying to stand there But I'm so sorry I'm sorry I'm like You know what the fuck You're doing Shut up And ironically That guy's my lawyer now So there you go <laughs> There you fucking go The business the that w- guy, guy's a lawyer So don't fuck with
4: me The business that we meet In, uh, in, in such tight quarters And tough situations
3: <laughs> That's it dog That uh, is it
4: well, so did you do, you did the usual, uh, you know, put, put a, put a act together, get some, get some, uh, material together and try to get a hard eight to 10 minutes and went to an open mic and stuff like that. When you, when you first started,
2: I went to a mic, I did like, I, I initially did like six performance pieces. They're all like one topic for like 10 minutes and which is insane. Cause if they don't bite, you're like thinking for 10 minutes, but, uh, I did that forever, so you think you have like an hour right from the jump. And I had probably two workable minutes, honestly, consistent minutes. And uh, you end up abandoning almost all of it within a year. But <laughs> you thought you were hot shit. You're like, ooh, do I mean, I had two different things on lesbian because I was so enamored with them in porn. And I thought I was so brilliant. I had lesbians and lesbians part two, I think. And also, I had like two, I had fat girls, which you're alien. Every woman thinks they're fat. But you stupid. 20, let's see, I was 23, I think, when I started comedy. Ironically, as we record this, is I, I finally did the math 15 years ago is when I did my first open mic. So wow. there you go. What an anniversary. There Let me you go are. get a cupcake and That's step it. on it. Yeah. Uh,
4: I'll, I'll take a sip of Dos Equis for it.
2: that. Oh, please. Keep it classy, my friend, with the Dos Equis.
4: Wow, so fifteen. When I
2: almost got murdered in Mexico, I was drinking secchi. So that's 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 another anniversary we get to it at some other time. I
4: tell you, um, this is for two. It is the tie that binds us together.
2: <laughs> that is it.
4: So that is it baby. so when you put it together, you know, you finally was well, well, still working the kinks and all. It, it, what what became the first moment that you realized that you might have something solid going here? Because I've, I've I've met a couple of comedians and I've heard a couple of guys who said that they're down the road that they they've beaten they've been beaten down downtrodden they didn't think they were able to do it and then after like probably two or three years it was like their hang up or or keep pushing moment. When when did you feel yours was still there?
0: Man, I don't
2: know. I mean, my second gig went great, but I brought everyone, so I felt I had something, and then I had a lot of really bad years. And there was people. I remember there's one kid that kept ranking people in Vegas where I came up in my hometown. It was insane. He'd have a top ten, and it was weird. We'd be sitting there at a like eating after a gig on Sunday, a shitty open mic, and he, I wouldn't make a top ten, or I'd, I'd rise and I'll, you're a hot riser at nine. And me just thinking, I know that I can do this, and you fuckers, a lot of you aren't going to be here in a year or two. Which I don't. I don't think any of them are still around, and I'm in New York working. And that probably sounded more braggadocious than it should, but uh I just always believed in myself. There were times when I was going to quit. Uh, I mean, New York even got tough, but it's like I don't know. Any one moment that was the closest, probably at that point. It was like, okay, you guys think I ain't shit. All right, I'll figure it out.
4: Yeah, I was going to ask what what what, what, what was it? What's the difference scene between Vegas uh, comedy club scene and New York's comedy club scene? Is there any sure. big differences?
2: Huge. Well, like they. They wouldn't even let you sniff working a a real club in Vegas when I was there. Now they do, and a lot of my boys who stayed, they, like, MC, or they'll be the middle act for a headliner uh, once a month at some of these clubs, and there's a bunch of them now, and there's shit like that. So that's cool. Um, Back then, you couldn't really get in anywhere great. And if you go there, it's a tourist club. So, like, your headliner's going to do a bunch of stuff on gambling and buffets and I got stuck in the last year's snowpocalypse. So I had to go back for a funeral and I got stuck there and, mm. and I was gone for like 14 days and I was working east for that week and I want—I didn't want to be all rusty. So I uh, did a show at Bally and I forgot how painful shit like that could be. And the <laughs> crowd just didn't want anything that I mean, I perceived good. But it was like, I'm doing my set. I could do stuff that'll win you, but this is what I want to work on for when I go back.
6: Right. There you go.
2: And then the headliner came out and uh, bless her heart. I'm not going to say her name. Did a bunch of like stuff that I would not consider stuff i'd want to do or artistic and she fucking they they loved it wednesday night these old people are oh she's delightful (laughs) she made fun of the blue (laughs) hair 21 jokes ah it's like oh i'd rather take i'd rather take it on the chin i'd rather fucking do
4: it it's better to die in new york than in vegas (laughs) it's just like
2: i mean here i mean like it can still be touristy but it's i mean a lot of definitely if you go both, uh, below 23rd Street, you get really good crowds, New York crowds, and you can do real shit. You saw I me mean, Eastville, uh, Eastville's awesome. It's a great place. The weekends are amazing. You can really do good comedy, and it's it's, it's almost like I mean, I do new stuff on the weekends sometimes, and fuck it, and the crowds kind are okay with it. You are working it out in front of
4: them, but you can know, also
6: do some edgy shit. Have fun. And it's great. Yeah. I- <laughs>
4: Yeah, I've, I've been, I've been to Eastville a few times and like the, the, the last appearance was when I went was the one that I, I felt as though that it was more of a, a, a comedian's room because it, 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 it was just like shoot the shit, fuck it. Whatever, whatever goes out there, if it fucking lays an egg, it's just gonna die. It's just, it's just, it's fine. But it was still, it was still like that homely feeling and, and, and you guys made it work that night. Uh, What's the, big, what's the big, what's the big, what's the big circuit? Like you being in New York, like have you hit like the Gotham's and and, and the 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 comedy cellar and stuff like that?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I've played almost everywhere. I'm not a regular at, at all the spots. Uh, I did not. I'm not a regular at the cellar. I didn't get passed last year. I'm going to try and get an audition again this year. That happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Bill so Burr, I guess, had to audition four or five times, so it's okay. Uh-huh. Gotham, I'm there at least once a month. Uh, just the general shit. My main clubs are stand-up New York, Eastville, and New York. But I'm, I play almost everywhere.
4: Which is which is cool, because you, you, you are one at it, like... Are the relatable comedian? You went on stage. You had your comic book shirt on that night. You know, you you spoke, right. you smoked the shit that people know about. Especially, you know, waking up in the projects after a good night of sex. It was <laughs> we we've all which been there true, once or twice. Which is insane. <laughs> we've been there. Well, before. apparently,
2: not the batches of white people in that audience. They were pretty <laughs> weird because I was I did that a bunch over the weekend. It's true because Thursday night I hooked up with a girl in the audience. I'm not gonna lie, and I woke up Friday with a pounding headache. Not knowing where I was and realizing, oh, dude, this is the project. Yeah, and like, I wanted to talk about it. And people were like, because uh, you know how sensitive people are now, especially i will just going to be blunt, white millennials if it angers people and just stop being angered over stuff like that. And it's like, oh my God, I guess that project? That, that means race and blah, blah, blah. No, it's just that's what it is, dummy.
4: Yeah. No, you know,
2: if you, you wouldn't. The project talk about how it's the project, stupid. So they, 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 it's they... an established thing that why can't everyone else?
4: If you don't know about walking into an elevator that smells like urine and death, then then you wouldn't know anything about the projects. Like, you don't know what it is.
2: Yeah, (laughs) when they're selling that, it's not even Kool-Aid, that weird punch that's in those uh, plastic bottles that have that weird um, peel-off top and and not coconut water in New York where everyone drinks fucking coconut water, including dogs. (laughs) <laughs> um, then you don't know it Then you know it, Just deal with it. it It's out there You should go and experience it I'm talking about experiencing it And people are like Oh, that's so weird Ugh.
4: Get so, a job you, you went to UNLV That's a that's a, that's a a party school Did you get to party As as much as uh, As the next You know Person on campus Because hey, you and I Have heard stories about UNLV
2: Well, it's different When you're from there And you still live With your grandparents um, So that. <laughs> cut into it, but I, mean, I was going to bars young and all that shit, like, I had a regular bar, I mean, I, I, I end up drinking by my apartment at a bar I still go to when I go back to town, where my buddy basically runs it, so it's pretty cool, and, uh, you know, I didn't go nuts, I had fun, I had some crazy nights, you uh, know, I did make some bad decisions at times, but uh, not as much as I do now, ironically, in my 30s, but what are you going to do, think that
4: Did you when you when you thought the transition was going to happen from you to leave the music scene into comedy? Was it automatically set within your circle of friends who who were sitting there saying, "Dude, you should have been doing this for a long time. You're a funny fucking guy. Why haven't you?" I I was wondering when you were going to do this. or was it like that obscure looking? uh, Really, you think you're that funny to go on stage? Not really. I
2: I didn't get that one. I got yeah. I always said for years like, uh, I think uh, most comics are the people who. uh, and their friends and their co-workers like are your funny, you should be a comedian, you should be a comedian, you should be a comedian. Um, that is a good sign. And then after years, they're like, I'll try it. Unfortunately, there are plenty of people who like, uh, watch comedy, like comedy, and like, well, I like it so much, I'm gonna be a comedian. And you just, I really, it's very hard to will yourself into being good at it. It's incredibly difficult. I really look at it um, kind of as uh, nature, not nurture. It's kind of like the argument But I think it's a logical argument for uh, homosexuality. You're born that way. I think real performers and real comedians are born that way. You still have to work at it. Uh, I think it's very hard to will it. And I'm I'm a big fan of Mr. Show. Oh, oh, good, great. You're not them, so you should get into accounting. Because guess what? I really love um, hitting three-pointers in the game. It's not going to happen for me. I'm not coming off the bench for the Warriors. It's not. I can will it as much. I can watch it. As much as I can watch uh, and read about it, I can't shoot like that. He practices a lot, but he also
4: was to do that. So there you go. Once again, guys, we were talking with stand-up comedian James Matter, and this guy is. Uh, I, I listen to me. I'm a, I'm very particular when it comes to stand-up comedy. I just don't like to take, like listen to anybody's shit. And if I'm drawn to somebody, I'm gonna want to bring them in and have them. You know, open and just, just be a part of something that I'm a part of. I, I, I've watched like, you know, all the, the, the comedy central presents. I'm like, I'm like a student of stand up. And when I saw you on stage, I was like, this guy got something going on. And, uh, and like I said, I appreciate, Bro, I, appreciate, I, I really appreciate you appreciate you being on the show, guy. Uh, just, I mean, I would like to continue talking. I know you're gonna, you have a gig tonight, but I just want a couple of more minutes with you. Uh, just drop some sure, social media, some social media stuff you want to go out there so that everybody can get to you and maybe plug some dates.
2: Um Yeah, uh, James L. Madden on uh, Twitter I uh, just signed up for Snapchat So,
4: Oh, you're doing a snapper chatter anyone. as well? Because I'm doing a snapper chatter as well
2: <laughs> I just started Because uh, I'm going to lie I just recorded a podcast for someone uh, Whose audience sends naked pictures, supposedly My roommate told me to make sure to set up Snapchat Okay, so, so, we'll make, see so, what so make sure you say that Snapchat
4: clear So I can follow you after this this recording
2: James L. Madden James L. Madden <laughs> uh, Yeah so that's where you can find me. Uh, I need. I need to get it. I don't have a website. I should get one. Let's start one right now. Yeah, so we can. will do that. I'll we'll build it Facebook. together. My Facebook. Well, usually I post where I'm at, and uh, yeah, I'm yeah. all
4: over. Yeah, I noticed that you, you have a few of my friends as related friends on Facebook, and I was like, oh, why haven't I picked this up before? Like, I I, sh- I should have known about this guy more. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm mysterious that's all right. It, 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 like I said, we're it's fortuitous. So I have to ask you the big question. It's it's it's, it's 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 the big week in sports. It's the big event. I just yeah. need to know what will be your pick for the Purina the Purina dog show in uh New Hampshire. What dog do you have? <laughs> I'm going with the Boston Terrier. Which one are you going with?
2: I like Devil's Cupcakes. I think um, <laughs> she's a really good Yorkie, and it hasn't been a good one in that level in a long time. Devil's Cupcake.
4: Devil's Cupcake. Okay, <laughs> I, I had her. I had her at show, but you know, uh, you, you're getting her at place. All right, no, baby. Let's talk about we, we Carolina, Denver. We got the matchup of two of the best defenses in the NFL. Do you think this is going to be a defensive Super Bowl, or are we going to see that the doors open up with the offense?
2: I'm figuring out if I'm gonna I usually bet every Super Bowl. I don't know. I'm really I mean I have such apathy for the Super Bowl. If I do I do think I'll probably go with the over because a lot of times when it's defenses, there's gonna be turnovers and points. I it is so insane. My roommates and I look forward to it. We have a small place, but we get a few people over right. and we, we eat like we're going to the chair, and it's a <laughs> lot of fun. and I love the Super Bowl and I'm get obsessed and I feel dead fucking inside. I just feel dead inside about the Super Bowl. I could care less. I am I grew up surrounded by Bronco fans, and I, they drove me nuts, and I hate that fan base. Uh, I don't hate the people, but I just hate that culture. I also hate Peyton Manning. I've said that for years. I don't think he's as good a guy as everyone thinks. No. I do want him to retire and replace Full Sims in the CBS booth next year. I think that's a possibility. That would be fun. <laughs> but, but he's at least knowledgeable and fun. I think he'll start drinking on the air. That's my theory um i also i'm not crazy about cam i got an argument about this last night um because i think he's phony but that's okay um people stop with this shit too stop with this if someone doesn't like cam newton it doesn't necessarily mean it's because he's black can we fucking relax can it just be uh, that he's no an asshole you just can't think
4: that he's a, he's just an asshole it's like race has he's nothing to do with it <laughs> an asshole comes yeah, in many insane. colors
2: yeah, I also don't like Manning. So do I not like Southern boys? Is, is that it? If you're a wild-eyed Southerner, I'm prejudiced against them. <laughs> like, there's only like a handful of players I like. So um, just go with that. If this, your is the main reason why I don't like Cam Newton, he's it, not on the jet.
4: If your neck That's is redder than Satan's balls, you might have a problem. I might not like you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if it's just that he doesn't. If he was my quarterback, I wouldn't think he was phony. If he was doing what he did. This year, I am scared that he's going to be a dynasty and that my team is in that dynasty. So I'm getting on that bandwagon now. For some reason, I accept the Seahawks as uh, if they became a dynasty. Man. I have no problem with them. I love Russell. I like that team. I like that defense. I also feel horrible that they lost the Sonics. So they've kind of been like my surrogate backup team, being a Jets fan. But uh, – if this Carolina team becomes a dynasty, I will punch myself with bricks. Even though it's my cousin's favorite team, and that means his mom and dad, who are my uh, aunt and uncle, who are kind of like my parents now, root for them as well. So I feel horrible saying that. It will make him happy. But I, I, this is insane. The AFC, I mean, I wanted Arizona out of every one of those four. Right. And the AFC matchup, I was texting people going, this is like picking between Stalin and Hitler. I don't, <laughs> this is a, a reverse Sophie's choice for
4: me. That's a that, that that's that's probably the most accurate re- accurate reference I've ever heard about a, a, a AFC championship <laughs> game. <laughs> it was
2: it was it was that old one. It's like, well, we'll go with this guy, <laughs> but he's not that much better.
4: It's funny you said Seattle because I I've 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 been a Seattle not a fan, but I've always liked Seattle since the you know eighties early nineties. I, I used to love watching Dave Steve Craig, La- maybe. Dave Craig, Steve Largent, uh, um. When, when they were in the AFC and they, they just seemed as though Kurt Warner, when it just, the Kurt Warner, the running back. Oh, yeah. With the C, not the oh, K. Yeah. And, uh, I, I oh, always, I him, yeah. And I, I, oh, bro, when Brian Bosworth got, um, trampled over by Bo Jackson on Monday Night Football, amazing. Fun. Uh, but they were always seemed to be like that team that could get over, but they never could get that last spot in the AFC because Denver and all that and it was always out there. But, uh, to see them make uh, to make the run that they had these these previous years, it, it makes me feel good. To to say that you know, not a bandwagon guy, but I say yeah, you know, I like that time. You know, because I used to be a Houston Oilers guy myself uh, as well. I liked Houston. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, not this Texan shit. I'm U- tougher. I'm an oiler guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, they should have owned that name. It was awful.
4: So That's terrible. What do you what, what what do you think is the biggest like sports? Event of the year You know like you said We have like the Premier League Championships You have uh, Super Bowl You have Wrestlemania Like what do you think Is like the biggest Sports event f- For a year
2: Well it's clearly The Super Bowl I mean it is the biggest it's, it's It's Everything It's it's the big home run Cause Cause it's so big That everything else That's the biggest Of something Is called the Super Bowl of that <laughs> Wrestlemania Is the Super Bowl Of
4: wrestling, wrestling right
2: Yeah everything Everything the, the Westminster dog shows, the Super Bowl dog It's the <laughs> Super Bowl supermodel, the Super Bowl of hot dog eating contest. Like, it's, that's what it is. It's a
4: comparison. I, I I Are you like me who believes that the Super Bowl shouldn't be played on a Sunday? It should be played on a Saturday so everybody can be incensely intoxicated and have the next day off? Or possibly have it Monday well, just, like a recuperation day rather than people having to go to work?
2: Well, here's what's crazy. I a lot of people in the New York area, I believe, are gonna have Monday off. My roommate works um, in the school district. She has a school job, and right. they're off Monday for Lunar Chinese New Year.
4: Right, because my daughter. I'm like,
2: oh my God, I would have loved this as a kid.
4: Right, my daughter as well, who I who I, I label her the super producer Sally of my show. She she's the one that comes up with the great bits for my show. Work. My eight-year-old, <laughs> she's also have oh and I'm like fantastic. And I have a, and I schedule the day off. So, kudos to us. Yeah. yeah. But uh, did you, you did a comedy club's actually taking gigs that night? Like they're booking that night?
2: Super Bowl. I don't know who's working. I don't even bother putting in. Uh, you know, to get your schedule, we put in what they what's called avails. Right. And I don't. I didn't put in a single avail. I mean, that's uh, no. That night. <laughs> Wrestlemania, so those nights nice I stay home and I have people over and I eat food and mm-hmm. uh, I don't even though I'm apathetic to both of the products this year, but whatever. What
4: is Tradition's the tradition. what is the beer of choice for Super Bowl?
2: I don't even drink that much on that day. Like I'll probably dr- I end up drinking heavy the night before usually. <laughs> I might have a beer or two. I let other people bring beer to the house. Right. It's not on my priority. Me it's getting avocado, the right chips, wings, getting the pizza, getting the ice cream ready, shit like that, dude. But um, the beer, if someone wants to bring some, I'll drink it. Someone brought some really good exotic shit last year. And it's ironic because that dude has been sober for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he was like, hey man, here you go, this was good. Because you can tell, you know, a lot of people are sober still like to buy like alcohol for people who drink. And that's kind of, like, their connection still. <laughs> but oh, this looks like a really great tilt there. And then you can see, like, saliva coming
4: down from the left as they bring it into your house <laughs> so it, you're pretty much going to be um tailgating before the pregame, the night before that sounds like a plan that does sound like a plan that's that's that's, that's, that's actually a genius idea yeah i'm hosting a, a midnight show
2: and when i'm done i'll probably have a nightcap or two if i can get some adventures i will and then um we'll figure
4: it out you you also mentioned that you are uh, you know, you're into the, the geek scene. You, you, you. When I saw you on stage, you mentioned the the, the the comic book references and such and such like that. Are you a gamer as well?
2: Uh, a gamer? No, I'm not a big gamer. Um, my roommate, I like. I used to play a lot of sports games. I like the old Star Wars Battlefront. My roommate got Battlefront. I play that a little bit when I listen to this uh, radio show from LA during the day. Sometimes I will play a few minutes of that. And uh, it's okay. I, I can't handle these third persons or whatever. First, I, when you walk it, I never got the grasp of fucking moving in these modern video games <laughs> that are realistic. It just makes no. I walk into shit. I shoot a stormtrooper. They shoot at me, and all of a sudden I'm staring at the fucking sky. And then I no. It drives me absolute mushuga. I can't handle it. Uh, I still play it a little. But, yeah, I mean, if I could get a good sports game again. I, mean, I still love NBA Street 2, NFL Street 1, RBI Baseball 4. That's where I'll, I'll go to the grave with those. Oh,
4: what do you think about that? You At are, tech, two. I'm an old man. Listen, you know, I'm in the same boat with you. We, ha- we, we have the same oars. I mean, yeah, I, 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 play, I, I would have thought you would have played, like, the next-gen games, like the Maddens and it's the, uh, the NBA 2K series. Not a Madden guy.
2: Sir. Not, yeah. but I, 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 I Never.
4: There's another one.
2: Too complex. I like NFL Blitz better. <laughs> You're an
4: arcade guy. Fuck it.
2: That shit. Simple. I like simple. Gra- I'm like that character in Boogie Nights. So I like simple things. Oh. Butter in my mouth. And, oh, what, was the, uh, oh, what was that fucking like? cannon in my mouth. Butter in my ass. That's the weirdest <laughs> comment ever. But.
4: Yeah. That's a that's that's a I'm good gonna, reference. You we know. could use that reference anywhere you go. You could use it wherever. I'm going to use it at my yeah. uh, one of my supervisors at work soon. This is going to be what it is.
2: Please do. It's good to um, quote fictitious pornographers at the workplace.
4: <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, I, I just to wrap things up because I know you're a busy man. I, I really, you know, I, I hope that I can actually get you in studio, which is basically my living room. Uh, that's what the regular season SportsCast that. studio is. Uh, I, think, I think we'll have a lot more shit to shoot when, when you're in here. A lot of more more no more references and uh, sports subject matter we can kick it out. But just 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 to uh wrap things up, you being the sports guy that you are, if there's yeah. any one sport that you can watch on an everyday basis if you were forced to, what sport would that be?
2: The only one.
4: The only one.
2: About the NBA. NBA? Yeah. By
4: the way, you had some sweet jerseys on when you were on that Bustin' balls uh, episodes. You had you had. Some... I don't
2: fuck around, baby.
4: Yeah, I see you. You you had some shit there. I was I was I was like I'm very impressed, sir. Well, thank you, my friend.
2: I, I, well, this was insane. I uh, noticed more people watched when I wore sports shit initially, so I did more
4: of that. I think a friend of mine who's an artist. He said people are more visual these days than 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 audible. They're they they're pretty much what grasp to a, 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 an item or, or, or something that's going down, if they can see it more clearly. And you putting on like the, 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 the NBA jerseys. Whatever. I was like, look at this guy. He knows his shit. That's it, baby. Well, you'd be
2: impressed now. I got a brand new shirt sent to me yesterday. It's uh, My buddy has had it for like a year and just hasn't mailed it to me. It is a black t-shirt that says Tark on it with a fin as the A for uh, Tark the Shark, uh, Jerry Tarkanian, great coach ah. of UNLV, who died about a year, year ago, ago yeah. right around my birthday, and they, the, they dimmed the lights in the strip at uh, a certain time in Vegas when I was celebrating my birthday here that the bar was at, dimmed the lights there. It was awesome.
4: Oh, that's beautiful. Dude, Did you bite a towel as well when, when that happened? What's that? Did you bite a towel when, the, and when that moment happened as uh, yeah. well?
2: Yeah. I'm biting a towel all the time. I I'm just going <laughs>
4: We gotta. You have. You have a bullet. You have a bullet club shirt.
2: I do not. But we'll see what happens when they get the call up to yes. the uh, big
4: league. Let's so, get. Let's but get, I would like to. Let's get a bullet club shirt for you, senor. And uh, finally, I just want to ask you why? Why did you drop the uh, the Mad Dog moniker? Why, why? 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 No more Mad Dog.
2: I just felt like I was uh, not being taken serious in a character shirt. Ah. Uh, I was not going to do that. No more, baby. I was working on Maggie's farm. No more, baby.
4: Nice. Uh, yeah, they, they, Let me tell you Once again I want to thank you Like you have just You This is one of the This is one of the, the Milestones that I wanted For my show I've been doing this show Since August And I'm already This is my 25th e- episode And To have a stand up comedian On my show Has like been one of my goals And I'm hoping that you, know, you you come back and be a part of the show again. Yeah, I know you have a lot of I stuff. I can't wait, on. my friend. And you you had a lot. You, you were moving around this show the, 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 today, and you had a lot of stuff going on in the background, but you took the time to be on the regular season sportscast, and I appreciate the the, the minimal time that you have for us. Thanks again, sir. Brother, I
2: appreciate it. Anytime, baby. Be good. Have a good Super
6: Bowl.
4: All right, you too. Enjoy it. Once again, thank you, and I want everybody to check out James Mattern. This guy is Fucking funny. Check them out on YouTube, guys. Check you in a minute.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Motion picture shit and tape. you ready, Snow Cone. We live the light you heard. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Cheer. Remix. Yeah. Remix. Yeah. I'm ready, Snow we oh, let you know we been living that rapper life. We've been living that rapper life. Uh huh, we been living that rapper life. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. like, in the mix of the street shit, nigga trapping right. Uh huh. Every 57 hour, police die from lead shower. Money, respect, the power. Uh huh. Eradicating you cowards, alcohol, alcohol 'cause Mr. sour. The hood locked down with powder. Uh huh. They asked about me in the fucking trap. They said you for sheep rock. They want that lousy crap. Crap! I been living that rapper life, farming fees, blowing good trees, bitches acting right, right. Your wifey face living in my crotch. She love I live that life, life, nigga hip hop. She love I kick guava around the clock, tick tock. And bitches feet came raggedy flip flops. Talking crazy out your mouth, dude. Getting dropped and you ain't on a label Oh yes, you know my stable Been with me since the cradle Yes, why he make this business Your chick ain't creepin' Bet I be hitting your sister In the mix with the leakers Ma come play with the mages Hocus Pocus, this paper Gorilla pimpin', no gators Uh-huh, livin' that rapper life Uh-huh, we been livin' that rapper life Uh-huh, we been livin' that rapper life In the mix of the street shit Nigga, trappin' right Uh-huh, livin' that rapper life uh-huh. Yeah. We been living that rapper life yeah. uh-huh. We been livin' that rapper life yeah. In a mix yeah. of this street yeah. shit, yeah. nigga, yeah. trapping yeah. right Rapper life,
0: livin' now, who's sleeping. Let them not Think they gotta give it to us, show em with that yeah. ribbon yeah. wrap Wowzy, I'm not worrying about this, this and, that. and that, this yeah. and that If it's not my golden line on rapper life, then yeah. fuck all that yeah. like. Fuck all that, fuck all that When I show up to the track it's real brief, like I can't be around all that. Giving out pounds, you know the know, so I'm out on that. The way I'm spinning off, looking good, nigga. No. That like the lolligag, always playing until y'all in the same fight that Tuesday's had. Oh, boy, calling that you ain't with the shits. I just introduced you to the trapper like ignorance. Was the riots in Baltimore ignorance? Whoever killed change Dog was it ignorance? Another gold young, he was just making hits. I get until my day come, I'ma keep making hits. Yes. Rapper life, rapper like, I say it in the mirror, nigga. This a move it, I can't put it any clearer. Now you took it. Movement, trying to take a your rappers like boozy chicks. I don't wanna hear her. it's not all about triggers. Everybody got heat. A single shot and run them off, no track me. That's when I pull up, Kelly off on a back street. Now you surround Welcome to my trap seat Living that rapper life. Uh-huh. We've been living that rapper
1: life. Uh-huh. We've been living that rapper life. In the mix of the street shit, nigga trappin' right. Uh-huh. Living that rapper life Uh-huh yeah. We've been living that rapper life Uh-huh We've been living that rapper life yeah. In the mix of the street yeah. shit Nigga trapping right Uh-huh
4: So uh, Before I close out And uh, I'm going to send in a closer I just wanted to give a shout out To Rapper Life Make sure you guys check out Rapper Life At R-A-P-P-A-L-I-F-E Life.com. You guys Want to film Some videos For that music that y'all got In the studios Getting it pop and Got that trap life going on You need to put that on film Just make sure Y'all yeah, Jaws, check out Rapper Life. You can check them on Instagram. Same thing, Rapper Life at R-A-P-P-A-L-I-F-E at Rapper Life. You can get them at their, their website as well at RapperLife.com. So before I, wait, shit, hold on. Somebody's knocking on my door. Hold on. What the fuck? Who, who the hell is that?
3: Who?
5: Yeah, motherfucker. You ain't think I wasn't coming in?
4: Oh, shit.
5: Yeah, you what the fuck? What, you doing your shit and you didn't even let me know you was recording? Oh, you got the mics on, okay?
4: let Letty, I
5: didn't... Oh, no. Oh, you didn't know I was coming, huh? Oh, right. like why the hell you text me to come through, okay? Uh,
4: Letty. all right. I'm sorry, guys. All right, I didn't... Right, I got an impromptu visitor. Right, I got to set up the mic. Hold on. I got to put this on. Letty, just sit down for a second. All right. Just chill.
5: No, motherfucker. Why don't I just use your mic, motherfucker? All right.
4: Letty, just chill. Just chill. Just sit. Just sit for a minute.
5: Oh, and you drinking too, eh? You got a bottle for me too?
4: Uh, just go in the fridge and go get a bottle. There's a Corona in there. I'm sorry, guys. I I thought she was going to come in after the show. I got Letty you know in, in the TRS studios today so um you gotta bear with me I, I did promise her some time but I had the interview with James Madden today and I didn't think that she was
5: shut the fuck up and just put me on the fucking mic and I just said
4: uh, I'm doing it Letty calm down chill shit uh,
5: I I don't I don't have I don't have all day for you, Letty. I don't. All right, they have me to fuck up and put the mic on shit. Uh, oh, hi everyone. Oh, this is what I sound like. I didn't know I sound like this. Okay. Oh, hi. I'm on the radio, Letty. You've been on the radio before. Not like this, motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. Uh, all right,
4: all right. I I I'm I I want to put her on because. Letty has an album coming out next week. She she um, paired up with with um sexy salsa and, and their producers and for Valentine's Day they thought that Letty should have something for herself. That's
5: right, motherfuckers. The ratchet bitch queen is gonna be popping. Okay, I got my shit coming out next week. It's called Letty's Love Songs. Okay.
4: Is it really Let These Love Songs okay, or is it...
5: It's Let These Love Songs, motherfucker. Don't try to be fucking cute.
4: I'm sorry. I didn't... I didn't... I'm sorry. Um, any case, uh, Letty has a, a, a Valentine's Day album coming out. She got some tracks on there. She's doing remixes of, of songs. She's doing... Um, you know, she just... It's it's almost like karaoke. It's not
5: fucking karaoke, motherfucker. I do my own shit, Okay. I just take songs just like they did when Jay-Z was with Nas and he said, you made it a hotline, nigga. I made it a hot song. Well, I did the
4: same thing with R&B shit, okay? Okay, so th- let's just say that these just like, she she wants to bring to the masses her feelings and what she is because she has such a rough exterior when it comes to uh, being on the regular season sportscast. Everybody thinks that she's a bracelet.
5: Who the f- Thinks I'm like that, nigga. Aren't you the one who tells motherfuckers that I'm fucking ratchet? I don't.
4: I don't tell people you ratchet, Letty. I just you 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 show it off on on air. Oh, I
5: show it off, motherfucker. You never sit there and give the whole explanation of why I am who I am.
4: All right. I'll, I'll give you the floor yeah, The mic is on You've been talking already So Okay Bitch
5: The reason why Letty Is who she is Is because Really deep down Letty okay Has a soft Soul And a warm Heart You have a warm Shut the fuck up uh, yeah, right. I'm sorry I'm not supposed to talk I'm sorry This is why I am doing this album, and I'm having you people out there listen to it. It is going to be amazing. And I sing it for this one guy who used to be my boyfriend, okay? He was a fifth grade teacher. That's why my kids graduated from public school. It's all because of him. I love you, Mercado.
4: Mercado? You went out with Mercado? Shut the fuck up. I'm sorry, you're
5: right. You had your time. So, I am dedicating this album to Mercado because he was the one that helped me through the tough times. I have seven kids, okay, with no baby fathers. And wait a minute, how the fuck you have
4: seven kids with no baby fathers?
5: I never went to Maury, motherfucker, that's why.
4: Got you. Yeah, finish up.
5: So, anyway, just fucking flat ass beer. Just want to let everybody know that the album is dropping next week, right before Valentine's Day. Okay? Let these things, let these love songs, you guys are going to love it. I got songs that are from Boys to Men, I knew what that little gay motherfucker that be singing about girls and all that
4: uh prince
5: he's not gay
4: fuck you oh sorry um uh, whatever just go on (sighs) I don't
5: know how the fuck he got a fucking show anyway make sure you guys listen to the commercial because I know this dumbass is gonna play it anyway as much as he fucking says he hates playing my fucking commercials I know he loves it be sure you get it. It's going to be on iTunes. You can listen to it. Download it. It's going to be available for everybody, okay? Love you guys. I'm going to drink this bitch-ass niggas flat-ass beer, and okay, and I'm going to smoke my butt.
4: see, Let, I don't want people knowing that you smoke weed in my house.
5: I never said I was smoking weed in your house, motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. Happy, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Bye, okay? Give me a fucking light, bitch!
4: Fuck out of here! All right, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't think that she was gonna show up. <laughs> I actually was trying to get this done before she came in. <sighs> All right, I'm, I can't even do um. I I I can't even do closer anymore. Uh, I, want, I want to thank you guys for being a part of the regular season sportscast. You guys have been awesome. Once again, you can get us on the Facebook page. Letty, get the fuck out of the fridge. You already finished one fucking beer. Shit. Leave the vodka alone. You can get us at the the regular season sports cast on Facebook. That's the group page. It's open to everybody, please. Guys who've been a part of it, you people who've been on it. You guys have been able to provide sports information as well as other things. You guys have been awesome. You know, there's been a whole lot of a whole lot of communication in, in that community. It's great. Also and, uh, remember Instagram get uh, regular season sports uh, putting up stuff on there constantly every day. Letty, would you fucking leave the vodka alone? Shit. Damn. The regular season sports cast uh also has a YouTube page. Subscribe to it. We we put up stuff like uh any uh, any good stuff that comes down from uh, sexy salsa. Uh, Letty's songs are gonna be that. Lethy I'm promoting your shit. Shut the fuck. Shut the fuck up, bitch. All right. I mean, she's still going at it. And put the vodka down. Uh, yeah. So check out the YouTube page, uh, and please also check out. We also have myself on Twitter at rwj santi.
5: has a Twitter too. It's a Twitter twatter. It's a Harry twatter.
4: I don't I don't I don't even know why I let her into this fucking place um check out my Twitter it's at RWJSanti as well as the snapchat yes working at snapchat I just posted some stuff today from today's show you guys should check it out you better check it out in 24 hours or whatever whatever how the fuck snapchat works uh that's at R W at snap that's my snapchat all right guys uh you guys have been cool. It's been great. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Letty's about to Letty. No, don't that's my new that's my new whiskey. I just got that from Rich. I am not even opening in it. Why the hell are you don't put your teeth around the bottle. I look I gotta go, guys. Um just be sure to download us on iTunes, Stitcher, not only my show, but everybody else's shows that's on Rageworks. You guys have been awesome. And <laughs> Please pray for me because Letty was just. I I gotta go. Letty, put the shit down or punyeta con yo, man.
6: season sports kiosk <laughs>